Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you will fall out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon Show. Dan, we are excited to have Richland Rum on with us today. Guys, thanks so much for um, uh, the samples that we're going to be getting into. Yeah, excited. Thank you, guys. We, uh, we appreciate that. Before, uh, before you give a little history about yourself and uh, kind of the Richland Rum story, you want to tell us what we're going to be drinking today? Yeah, definitely. So, kind of a precursor for everything. So, this is Alan, and I'm Stephen, and we have an agency here in Atlanta, and we've worked with Richland Rum for about five years. So we're not the distiller, we're not the proprietor. We know tons about Richland Rum, but if we get something wrong, don't hold us to it. Um, hey, so no, that's, got, what we're, that's what we're here for. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So we've got Richland Rum Classic Reserve for you today. And I think you guys have a few different samples as well of the five expressions that include the Classic Reserve today. We so, do, yeah. Yeah, excited. And uh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's quite a few ways, directions that I want to go with this. I guess let's start with um, uh, the, the distillery or the farm itself, because I know you've got two locations, right? So, I think the original was in Brunswick, and then you've got a location now in Richland. So, backwards. The first one okay. was in Richland, and they opened up Brunswick about three years ago. Two years ago, the public unveiling was two years ago. So, yeah. Gotcha. But that, that makes more sense. Yeah. Since it's called Richland Rum. So, I, I, yeah. Um, so then, We're up and so, running. Yeah, okay, exactly. I mean, they never miss, never miss a beat over here. Um, so the, the story, so I think it's the, uh, the Vonks that are, uh, that are distilling, right. And they're, they're in Brunswick or Richland or both. Right, yeah. So the Vonks are in Richland. So a little bit of background. So Eric is the proprietor, Eric Vonk and Karen, his wife also, is a proprietor as well. So Eric, they're both from Holland. Eric is here probably, I would imagine 30 or 40 years ago, businessman in America. His grandfather is just this big rum connoisseur. So he grew up knowing about rums, loving rums, was in Atlanta looking for some land probably about 25 years ago, driving in South Georgia came upon a guy on the side of the road selling sugarcane and didn't know that sugarcane grew in Georgia. Right. Um, so he's looking for land. He's like, great, we're going to buy some land here and I'm going to start, you know, growing sugarcane for rum as a hobby. And this is, you know, 20 years ago is when they started Richland Rum. And that's kind of how it all started, just starting rum as a hobby and, you know, began Richland Estate and, uh, no, yeah, it's definitely uh, not a hobby anymore. That's for sure. I mean, if, exactly. Uh, exactly. So it's uh, richlandrum.com is the website. So I was taking right. a look on there today, man. I mean, both of those facilities look awesome. I, I guess if they're both illustrated on there yeah. uh, or, or imaged on there. And is it, it so it looks like there's uh, there's quite a few events that they have, uh, yeah. or, or I guess prior to COVID, there were a lot more events that they were having, but. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Brunswick, Obviously, is it's downtown Brunswick. So a lot of more people going through, but you know, Richland's a bigger facility. It's where the barrel houses are, um, you know, and it's it's kind of about twenty five miles south southwest of Columbus. Yeah, about thirty minute drive from Columbus. Yeah, gotcha. drive. so it's a great day trip from Atlanta or anywhere like Columbus area. And then 
I would say Brunswick, there's great golf courses around. Yeah, plenty, yeah, plenty yeah. to do there. Yeah, that, that's for sure. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask, what, uh, are there any good courses around Richland? Yeah, we're actually, Al and I were just yeah. sitting here talking about this earlier, and like Columbus Country Club, Green Island, like anywhere in Columbus. Yeah. yeah. But there, there's nothing off the top of our head that we can think of. It's, I mean, it's definitely out in farm country, um, which is a good segue to Richland. Obviously, they're a single estate rum, mm-hmm. which is the only one in the continental United States, meaning they grow their own sugar cane and produce it, um, which is which is super interesting. But it also means it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, which is which is cool. Yeah, it's kind of farm to table, right? I mean, everything is. is Georgia sourced. It's, uh, I guess maybe the barrels are not, but I mean, as far as the contents that are going into the barrel, I mean, everything yeah. is coming from the farm itself. So yeah, yeah. On, on the bottle, it says farm to glass. So it's, <laughs> it, it is one of the true farm to glass because they actually literally grow it and produce it. So mm-hmm. it's, yeah, and yeah, getting the water from there and such. Yeah, yeah so. from the Georgia aquifer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so maybe uh, let's go down the road of, um, so they're growing it there. And then this is a little unique. Um, Richland rum is unique in its, uh, uh, the, the processing of the sugar canes. Did I read that right? And it's not the traditional uh, molasses uh, that you're going to be putting into rum. Correct. Yeah. You want to yeah. It yeah, exactly. It's um, so they'll, they take the sugar cane that they grow and they'll press it into juice. Um, and you can actually distill from the juice and that would be called a rum agricole, which is pretty popular. It's a French Caribbean style rum. Um, but they, they don't stop there. They actually reduce or they heat the sugarcane juice and reduce it into a syrup. And that's what they use to ferment and then distill eventually. But, um, coming from that, the hundred percent pure sugarcane syrup is a lot different from the molasses, which a lot of rums are made from, mm-hmm. um, because it's just a more pure product. It's got a lot different flavor profile. Um, it is also, you know, jokingly, it's, it's funny, but it's actually, it's better on you because there's a lot less chemicals from the sure. pure sugarcane syrup versus molasses. So you don't get the hangover. Um, you know, if you have a, a, a rum made from molasses, even a, a really nice one, the next morning you'll feel it. Whereas with this one, Richland rum, you don't get that. So that's part of not only the flavor profile, but actually just the effects on what you put I, in your body. So I guess I'll take the Richland rum challenge. I'll call you in the morning. I'll call you in the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, well, we've talked a lot about it so far and we're going to talk more, but let's, uh, you want to kind of go as take us through a tasting profile of this? Absolutely. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll kind of start and you kind of pick up with it. And again, these are uh, part of the being a single batch product, single barrel, single batch. They age each um, barrel is aged on its own, so they don't they don't blend them. Uh, so you might get one barrel that has a completely different flavor profile from the next, and that's just the characteristics of the barrel coming through. Um, you'll get a lot of sort of, I guess, base flavors. You'll get the caramels, uh, vanilla, some of those kind of flavors. Um, but then you'll get more unique ones like, uh, some leather tobacco, as well as like the anise, uh, maybe some citrus flavors and aromas. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, like I said, each one's a little different. This one has a little bit of citrus in it. I think that's kind of definitely getting some, uh, like I would say more on the, maybe like the tangy side, maybe it's like a almost citrus zest instead of like the citrus fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, it's with the Asian one, you don't get it as much as uh, y'all have the virgin expression as well. Uh, with that virgin, which is, um, it's put in, uh, toasted barrels versus charred. 
and it only rests for about 60 days. You'll get a lot of the sugarcane notes in that one, whereas the aged ones, you get more of some of the bourbon profile that you might yeah. get to. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I think that's, we, we often, a lot of people that drink bourbon often say, this is the first realm that they've really kind of gravitated towards because it's very much a realm for bourbon drinkers. Mm. Um, and that's because it's aged in the same barrels as sure. that people are used to for bourbon, the uh, new American white Oak, um, char number four. And, uh, yeah. So you get, uh, whatever you think you get, you get, that's what we always say. It's kind of, like, <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Is, is this, uh, is this poured, uh, I'm sorry, is this bottled a little stronger than a, traditional rum that you're going to see? I think it's about normal. Yeah. 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 I think it's okay. yeah. Yeah. I think you'll get like your, um, sort of your standard products will be sort of that 40 as always 40%. Right. Um, but a lot of rums are bottled a little bit higher than 40. Yeah. So one of the, yeah, one of the expressions, so basically what they do is, uh, Roger Zimmerman, the master distiller and Eric Bonk, the proprietor, they'll go around and, once every week or so when the barrels three years or so will go taste and decide if the barrel is ready to bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and are, those, are those the days you make sure to show up? But so they taste it and basically what they do, if it's ready to bottle, they bottle it. If it needs another year, it needs another few months, they'll leave it and then taste it again. But occasionally they'll find one that's just, for whatever reason, just tastes a little bit better. Mm. And those, they bottle at cast strength. And that's one of the, the um, expressions, which is the black label cast strength. And that was named uh, America's Best Rum by Forbes. Oh, wow. That's a big strength. honor right there, man. Yeah, yeah for sure. And that's really good. And I think those are normally... Hey, Cal, thanks for not sending me that sample, buddy. I really appreciate you not sending me that sample. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's, not, it's not you guys. It was him. It was him. <laughs> it was all intentional. Don't worry. Um, yeah, so so that's kind of the, I guess, the cool thing now that's going around. I guess I shouldn't say it's going around. It's, uh, it's being reintroduced back into the spirits world is the whole uh, unfiltered. Right. Or I guess it so is. And, and I'm uh, excuse me for my ignorance on the rum side. But is any of this um, chill filter or is it all non chill filter? Yeah. Question? Um, yeah, I'm not actually sure. I know that the virgin is unfiltered. OK. okay. Um, yeah. But I'm not sure about the age. So don't hold us to that one. Yeah. yeah no, no. Yep. A little overhead question. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, it's over mine, too. I don't know. But uh <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll, we'll follow back up on that one and, uh, sure. and circle back. So, sure. um, so, a cu- well, which, uh, which one do we want to get into next? So I guess typically we've, I think the easiest way to start is the Virgin and then work your way up yeah. for the expressions. Um, the Virgin obviously is one that doesn't spend as much time in the barrel. Um, and it's, you know, I mean, more of your traditional white rum. It, uh, as Alan said earlier, it is just toasted for about, We'll put in a toasted barrel for about 60 days. Um, I mean, you're pretty much getting sugarcane, pressed sugarcane juice, boiled down to a syrup, fermented, distilled, and then just put in a barrel for about 60 days. Yeah, I mean, that the nose on this thing is uh, like just comparatively speaking, I mean, it is, it's, you can tell that it's young. Yeah, for yeah, sure. For sure. For sure. And this um, is one, this is one that's in Brunswick. Brunswick obviously produces a lot of this one. And actually, Richland is where they have the barrel houses. But 
Yeah, this thing is like, I mean, it is totally like a butterscotch little butterscotch little candy thing. I mean, it's like that is like a hundred percent. It's it's, yep. it's, it's kind of all. I mean, other other than I'm getting a lot more butter along with the butterscotch and the caramel. That's kind of all you get. So if you like those little butterscotch discs, man, this is yeah. I feel like you get a little more grassy in that too. Yeah, normally you get you get a little bit more of the natural cane sort of profile there. Um, I always, I always get a little bit of marshmallow too mm. on that. Like oh yeah, similar to that butter, but a little yep. bit of that as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's also a great one because like I feel like with the classic or any of the expressions, like you don't want to make a cocktail from them unless it's like the most simple, like old fashioned or Negroni, like we talked about. Yeah, but but the Virgin's great to kind of use as a cocktail base. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, they may kill me for saying that, but. But I, I, no, but I mean, no, but I can see it. I mean, this would like really, uh, I mean, I think it would really kind of power through and it's not, I don't, you know, you're not to, to your point. I mean, I don't know if I want to go put the, you know, stick in the, I mean, what, what do I want to mix that with really? And why, you know, there, there, there's other stuff on the shelf. Absolutely. Yeah. So Virgin's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I put a Richland, called a Richland rum fizz, basically a gin fizz and swap out the gin for rum. Um, oh, nice! Really, really good. If you like gin fizzes, you'll love that. So oh, um, I, I love a gin fizz. Now that summer's leaving. It's not maybe not as uh, desirable, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not seasonal when it comes to alcohol, so uh, yeah, not, not not an issue there at, at all. Uh, so hey, so I noticed as we kind of work through some of these. Um, so where was I the other day? I was at ASW picking up some stuff. We just released those guys on the show yesterday. So that one uh, was an awesome show. So I hopefully Chad yeah. enjoyed that. Um, yeah, awesome. awesome. Well, thanks. Yeah, we, we appreciate it. Um, so I noticed when I was picking up some stuff from ASW, I don't know if I can say this or not, but you've got some barrels. And I don't, I don't know though. Yeah, I, don't, I know you said earlier um, when, when I dropped the bottle off the other day, you talked about it, and then I, when I listened to the thing, I was like, I didn't know he was talking about the the rum barrels there. So I don't know. Okay. The secret. Okay. Is what you're gonna say? Yeah. Well, well. Hey, so they're there now. They may be. They may be empty. They may be empty, but they're they've, they've at least got the barrels in there. And I guess the reason I bring that up is I was looking. And I guess it's, uh, you know, the, the other side to the coin now, you know, people are getting into how do we marry, I guess you're not truly marrying alcohols together, but you're taking, you know, the traditional, uh, we're taking a barrel that we wouldn't typically put beer in and we're putting beer in. And I think it's, uh, uh, who did I see you were doing that with? So, yeah, so Terrapin and Chateau Alain. Oh, nice. Those yeah. are nice. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. We have two cast exchange programs with both Terrapin and Chateau Alain. And basically what happens is the same process as the classic. So we'll obviously harvest the sugar cane, ferment it, distill it, barrel it for about two years. And what they do is they take the contents out of that barrel. They ship it to either Chateau Milan or Terrapin. They age a beer. Um, there have been two beers that Terrapin has aged the one that's available now as an IPA, mm. they sell, obviously sell the beer, take it out, yep. send barrels back to Richland. Richland puts the original rum that was in those barrels back in the barrels, which housed the IPA and the rum initially. Really? And it ages for another two years or six-ish years. Yeah, it's actually, initially it's about four years. It's about four years that it's in there. 
for the first row. Okay. Okay. And then it, yeah, and then it goes to Terrapin for a year and then back to Richland and then for another year and a half, yeah, year and a half, two years. So it's so, years in the end. Yeah. And so then, what, are the, what are the expressions that you guys are getting? So when you're getting the barrels back and then you're uh, rebarreling, what expressions are you coming out of that? Yeah, so that is the green label, the Terrapin IPA cask exchange, and the red label, which is the Chateau Alain cask exchange. Are any of these like pallet bombs? Should I go with one, one versus the other first? <laughs> uh, I'd start with the Terrapin. Yeah. I love the, I think the Terrapin is like you get a little bit of hops in there and you can kind of feel it a little bit. Um, obviously, the citrus, citrus notes, I think, are kind of amplified a little bit. But like, I think it's super good. Yeah. Super well, I can smell it already. I can smell like the hops that, that coming out of there. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. It's got kind of a, it's almost like you're at kind of standing over the mash bill in a way. It's got, yeah. I'm kind of getting like a sour mash kind of like a, I guess it wouldn't be a sour mash if it was a beer, but like the, you know, the, the, the yeast in the beer, maybe that's. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they, they, it's, it's kind of crazy. They, they pretty much empty the barrel completely. So there's nothing left over. It's not blended or anything. Yeah, They're sure. Getting what that wood soaks up. Yeah. Right? right. Yeah. 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 And it's releasing back into, and mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, super good. I mean, it's super good, like sipper on a hot day in springtime. I mean, do you fill a cup up with ice and uh, exactly. fill the rest with this stuff and you're good to go, man. Exactly. Exactly. So, so while, while Cal's on that, what, um, so distribution wise, uh, where can, uh, we talked about the website, but uh, what states are you guys in now and where are you going to be and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So I think they're, they're in 15 total states now. Mm -hmm. um, they are in just about a dozen countries. Okay. Um, so, Pretty much, I think all of the southeast-ish. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then up the west coast, uh, kind of dotted here and there. Cool. Uh, yeah. 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 Yep. And they, so with the with the one year on cow now, the the terrapin, with that particular beer, the IP, I think they have maybe two barrels left that they haven't actually bottled yet. Okay. They're moving on to the I think it's the Teramasufu is what uh, yeah. bottled. And they all, you know, obviously that's going to be a, a different profile, but that'll be ready. Yeah. It's going to be a kind of dessert, uh, probably a, yeah. uh, like a stout kind of thing. I would think. Yeah, I yeah, but, yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, I've got to find some of this beer. I haven't had it, but I'd love to try it. Yeah. Actually, yeah. We've, we've had the, yeah, and that's the thing is Terrapin actually will release those pretty far ahead of Richland because yeah. they, you know, once it's bottled, they're ready to go. Whereas Richland's aging it yeah. more. Um, yeah. So I think the Terrapin would be pretty, pretty hard to find now, but the Terramasuhu or the stout is the brown ale is probably still out there from Terrapin. Yes. Um, and they, I can't remember the, the one, they just released one recently too, which is super good. So I guess they're on their fourth beer. Yeah. And it's only the first uh, realm expression. Yeah. So, you get a lot of raisins out of that thing, mm. like on the on the finish, mm. yeah. heavy raisin. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. uh, it, what would what would be fun? I guess you'd have to really manage the beer because you've got such a time gap from when they take the beer out and then they send it back to you. And if it's limited releases, right, you gotta you'd have to put that stuff up and hold it for a couple of years. I guess yeah. it kind of be good, and you know, if you kept it in the right place. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, like a side by side pairing with those. I mean, I think that would sure. uh, that'd be a fun uh, little little experiment for sure i mean especially to me with i don't know, you know too much on the brewing end but i would imagine like a lot of those darker beers i mean they age well as well yeah mm -hmm. you know, i don't know about the ipa but another question for a different podcast for you guys <laughs> exactly no, they, they, yeah, they, there are uh 
There are only bad questions on this one. That's why, that's why, Dan, that's why Dan keeps me around. Oh, Perfect. boy. Here we go. <laughs> and if I'm on here, then you're going to sound great. So it's like, you know, it's like you can't lose on this thing. It's like if, if, if you ever get a call from Dan and Dan's like, uh, you know, Cal's not going to be at a show. Are you available? You'd be like, just ask for the other date. No, 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 no. They would <laughs> gladly take it. Be more educational, more entertaining. You know how it goes. Well, Dan, next time we have to do this on a golf course oh, yeah. and you have to have the expressions. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It, it, it was my fault. I, I did. I took a bunch of stuff up there and it was because I, so I had a bigger bottle of this and I bottle them and I just walked off and forgot. I had them sitting in the corner. That's, that's a convenient answer, right? So. Yeah. It's no big deal now, but no, I, Hey, we are all down for go to the golf course and, and, and do some of this for sure. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of a uh, great place to do this would be Chateau Alon. We could do, we can uh -huh. work in it. We can work in a course review. We can get them, we get them on the pod. We would be a good, good oh, joint good. pod to do with them and do a tasting. Yep. And then, I, I mean, their port would be, I don't, I don't think I've had their port, but their port yeah, would be interesting. Port, uh, be great. Try, yeah. Everybody talks a lot, very highly of the port. So that's, yeah. So I saw they're getting the barrel from you and they're doing the port, right? Just, it yeah. is that. So I, and I may be, uh, we, I may be going down a, down another not good path, but is that, it's not, it's not increasing the alcohol content because the barrels are essentially dried when they get there. Right. Correct. Yeah. Right. Okay. Correct. I know you said you took everything out, but I'm just thinking like, are they like, is it rush order? Get them there where they're wet or are they actually going through a drying process? Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, I mean, obviously they're not going to be, I think wet enough to make too much of a difference, but I don't okay. mind grabbing a little bit in the end because I'm right. still so much soaked up in that because it, Richland is all virgin white American oak, so it's going to absorb a lot more than a used barrel. Yeah, sure. Which also translates to so much more flavor versus a lot of other people prefer to use. You can definitely taste the oak for sure. Yep. Yeah. So hold it's on. Good. So I'm on the yeah. I'm on the black uh, cash strength cool. black label, and who was that again? Sorry. Yeah. So that's so back to what we talked about initially. This is one when they're Roger and Eric are going around trying the barrels to see if they're ready when they find an exceptional one they mark it as cast strength yep. and they will bottle it at cast strength so it's, it's gotcha. normally a little bit of an exceptional flavor profile is what they say they liked it for whatever reason above yeah it's also the one that forbes named the best american rum Ooh, got it yeah Yep, I can tell that it's uh, this one is actually uh, 102.56 proof, and I mean, just when you put it up against the other ones, like you know it, it's it, it's there. But it, I mean, but again, it's not it's not off putting. I mean, I guess if you were a traditional rum drinker, you might not gravitate towards this one. It could be a little on the hotter side. I'm getting more heat on the nose than I am to the taste. So I think if you've got the right glass then you're kind of in, you know, it's not, shouldn't really be an issue, but I mean, this one holds up in pretty much anything you put it in. Yeah, oh, wow. for sure. Yeah. It's a, it's a good, it's a good one. I think it's definitely my favorite. So while I'm sipping this down, what's your favorite golf courses in Atlanta? <laughs> we played, it's so funny, like, so we played so much in college and yeah. I feel like, so we started our agency about six years ago and we, we were working in West Midtown so much, but, we, I played at golf club for golf club of Georgia for so yeah. long. And I, for me personally, I just never 
when I started working, like I didn't, I didn't play golf as much as I, I yeah. used to. So yeah, yeah. three or four years that both, I think Alan or yeah. I didn't, didn't, didn't play. And we actually went up to the golf club and played Sunday for the first time. I didn't play yeah, Alan for the podcast, actually. Make sure <laughs> yeah. you still know how to grip the club, you know? Make sure. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I don't know, I love Jared Hills. I don't know if you guys play there, but that's. I've not had a chance to play there yet. So it's like such a classic course. I feel yeah. like it's, it's fun to play. Like it's one that, well, you can make a lot of birdies, which I like. Um, I don't really like grinding too much. <laughs> right. yeah, it's, not so. a, it's not a job. Let's have fun, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I would definitely echo Drew. That's probably my favorite. Um, obviously, it's, you know, it's convenient as well. It's close, but um, fun. I mean, it's a fun layout. You're never, like I said, you don't have to grind too much. Um, also played the dogwood there, I think, five, six consecutive years. Um, so that was a lot of fun too, getting to play in that. And then, oh, yeah, nice. um, I would say East Lake, actually one of our buddies was a sister pro there for a while. So I got to play East Lake yeah, and that was the only course. time I played there, but I that place is fun. I played it. Yeah. I played it maybe half a dozen times. That place is fun. Yeah. 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 That, that's a lot of fun. Just the history and everything you're getting there. I mean, it's hard as hell. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you talk about grinding and not a lot of birdies. That's uh, you know, that's, that, that's me on any golf course, but you know, especially somewhere like that. So. Absolutely, yeah. There's no, there's no easy way to play. It's like to be fair, yeah. it's, it's pretty right. every, every which way. Have you guys played the farm? Uh, no, up in Dalton, I, I have yeah. not. Yeah. I, I've not. I, I've written the rug people. I've written the carpet people. Like, hey, what's uh, what's going on, man? Yeah, we were lucky enough to play. I guess like once every two weeks. Yeah, or so once a month. Mm. Yeah. Did you do? Did you play in college? Yeah, so both of us played in college. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm saying, did you play the farm in college? Oh, or was uh, it... yeah. So then the the Dalton was it the farm. Georgia Tech hosted a tournament. I don't know if they still do. I think they do. It was actually my first ever Carpet college Carpet? tournament. Yeah, Carpet Collegiate. Carpet, Carpet Collegiate. Collegiate. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. That was my first ever college tournament, though. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was. I remember. Well, that's that. a hell of a course to get to play it on. I've uh, I've seen it. I've been by it several times, and uh, but I, I haven't had a chance to uh, to get out there. So we're still uh, still chasing those people. We'll see. So who's your uh, early lean going towards the Masters coming up here in November? I don't know. It's, it's like been such a weird year. Like the U.S. Open to me was it's, – it's funny. Like during quarantine, we all did DraftKings mm -hmm. and every week we did DraftKings. And I was so bored with the U.S. Open because the scores are so high. It's yeah. like yeah. – I'm not, I'm, I'm not a big Bryson fan either. Right. I don't know. I like um, – you didn't hurt our feelings. <laughs> I, I, yeah, good. I feel like I feel like JT is always not the worst bet. He's not, he's always a good bet. He's always a good bet. Yeah, no, for well, sure. But I, I think is I think this is a bad time not to be a Bryson fan. True. Because I think he's got I think he's got a really good chance of uh, of putting some uh, I don't know low numbers may not be fair. It's going to be interesting to see what. Augusta in November brings. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's pretty benign down here. I mean, in November, we're pretty much playing kind of the same golf courses that we would play in April, I would say. Um, yeah. I hope, I would like, I mean, for, for Augusta specifically, I think it'll be drier than, than maybe we're used to. The greens are always, obviously, they control those the way, right. but it should be drier throughout. And then, I mean, from an aesthetic standpoint, the color of the course is going to be so different. You know, we're in, with no grandstands, we're going to see all across the grounds. Mm -hmm. um, so, so, so this could be rumor, could be rumored, but I've heard <laughs> two theories so far is that one, that they're actually trying to get 
the azaleas to bloom again. Cause you know, they've got those things heated and cooled yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and azaleas can bloom. I mean, any, any uh, perennial can bloom multiple times a year, just depending on the weather. Yeah. So, so they're, so they're working with that process. And then the other, uh, maybe this was just us talking over drinks, but it was like, I wouldn't be surprised if they've got azaleas in a greenhouse somewhere and they're like holding them dormant. Oh, for sure. Sure. <laughs> so, they can, so they can go in and plant them like the week of the course. I mean, the week of the, the, the masters. Absolutely. Yeah. They probably got some 200 foot pine trees. They're waiting for <laughs> Well, I mean, so we had somebody on the pod a few weeks ago and we were talking about, I don't know, maybe it was Harbor club. Yeah, it was Harbor club. Right. So, and, yeah. and I don't know, like six or eight years ago when the tornado came through and like, uh, and it was the week, like, the Sunday before, I think, and kind of, you know, it, it wiped a bunch of crap out. And they're like, uh, literally, we walked in the next day and it's like, huh, what tornado? And, and <laughs> Doug would know they're right there. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he thought he thought the same thing. He's like, there's going to be surprises or whatnot. And uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I've advanced to the uh, gold label, which is the classic reserve single barrel select. I thought I'd save the port for last. I think that's going to be maybe the kind of palate, not killer in a bad way, but yeah. like it's going to it's going to taste. It's going to have that port finish kind of thing. So. Yeah, I feel like everything is kind of based off, obviously, the classic. So the yeah. classics, what you're going to get is within the bottle. Um, you know, it's it's the best. You know, it's the mm-hmm. classic for a reason. Uh, you know, the when you when you do try the port, like I feel like it does have a little more sweeter notes, a little more that kind of cherryish. Yeah, wildflower. Wildflower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm already envisioning. It's like um, uh, dark cherry ice cream is what i've it's it's i've I've already got my mind made up that's what it's going to taste like so that's probably what it's going to taste like but yeah um yeah Yeah. so the so the classic reserve what's you is there what is what's unique about this one so it's basically the i mean it's it's the classic right so it's it's basically the simplest version of everything it is taking its age version yeah yeah so it's taking it the cane from the fields fermenting it, distilling it, and then it's barreled. And it's barreled between, you know, four to six years. Everything else is a variation of the classic. It is the base product for everything. Mm. Uh, It is how, you know, Eric and Roger and Karen have always, like, there's easier ways to make rum. There are cheaper ways to make rum. But one thing they've always told us is they're going to make it the right way no matter what. And I mean, like we've, we've been out there when they're harvesting this stuff and it's like nightmare, right? (laughs) (laughs) but it's like the right way to make rum. And that's here from the classic. It's, you know, like you'll, you'll, it'll be a little bit different from barrel to barrel, a single barrel select, but it's in this great, you know, it's great stuff. So when you're making a trip down there to Columbus area and the Richmond area, uh, area so what uh, if you're going to make a day trip out of it, or you're going to make a weekend out of it. What uh, what are some things that you would uh, you know give some tips to you know like diamond in the rough kind of things? Uh, how would you how would you best explore and 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 do the the whole trip? Yeah, so I think what I would do so there's Providence Canyon, which is 25 miles away ish. Yeah, 20 miles away, which is like kind of like the Little Grand Canyon is what people call it. It's, really, you know, great hiking spot. Um, if you look it up, like it looks like the Grand Canyon in Georgia. Wow. Uh, so I'd probably go down there early morning, go by the distillery and then go to Columbus and have lunch at some great little food places in Columbus and drive back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that makes for a great, 
great nature of yeah for sure definitely yeah that uh a lot of people come in, a lot of people to the distillery richland come from Florence canyon okay um, doing exactly that either coming from auburn area alabama or atlanta and doing that in the morning before it gets hot and then stop by the distillery um have some great rum and then columbus for some food and then you know that's pretty much your day so it's it's a pretty convenient way to do it it's pretty yeah. good there's <laughs> reach a little further there's omaha brewery which is oh. in omaha georgia which is even smaller than richland um <laughs> if you go to richland it is just richland around yeah, like it's it. like richland is the whole downtown right but uh omaha's great great beers too and that's you can go a little earlier a little later and stop by omaha which is no affiliation though no affiliation no cal have you been to that that uh, hiking area they're talking about mm-hmm. oh have you, yeah, take, have was, you taken Dixie um, there yet? No, I have not taken Dixie, but I was going to, uh, there, there was this uh, one point in time in my life, I thought I was going to be a rock climber. <laughs> so, so this buddy of mine, this buddy of mine, he was like, he's like, oh hell, I'm a rock climber. I'll show you how to do it. Right. And uh, we're climbing and it's just he and I, and we're maybe, I don't know, maybe an hour or so into the day. And I don't, you know, if you know what, like he was, like he wasn't a real rock climber he didn't die. So he, he still may be a rock climber. I haven't spoken to him in a while, but you know, you've got these little carabiner things, you push them in the rock and they clip and you yep. kind of get some yep. uh, resistance against it. And then you get the rope and you do the climbing and all that. Well, we moved out and we did this little easy spot and he's like, yo, cause it's like, it's weird. You know, if you never climbed rocks, I know it's supposed to be golf and booze, but we'll, we'll get back to it in a minute. So, but it's like, you know, the, like muscles and stuff. Like if you've never, if you like an indoor rock climbing wall, right. I mean, you could be like, I'm in decent shape and you go and get on one of those things. And like the first move and it's like, Holy shit, this is hard. You know? So, we're an hour or so in and we we're off on the little baby rock. We move over to the bigger rock and he's probably think about how high my ceilings are. I bet he's a good 20 feet off the air mm-hmm. or off, off the, the ground, ground like yeah, into sure. the thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm belaying him. I'm on the ground. Right. So he puts his, um, he puts his carabiner in clips off and, and he climbs again and he's kind of hanging there. And I, th- I swear like the rock busts out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no. So the dude, so he saying I'm like under him. Well, I, obviously I stepped forward, like to try to break the fall of somewhat. Right. So, uh, he did fracture an arm and, uh, you know, he's like shaking and he's like, I think I'm fine. I think I'm fine. And I'm like, dude, you're sweating. And and this was an African-American gentleman friend of mine. So I'm like, you're, you're, you're turning white. Like you are not okay, man. Like, so anyways, and we had to hike back in. I don't know how far we'd hike, but three or four miles, like to the place that he wanted to climb at. So needless to say, that was the end of my rock climbing experience. <laughs> You're done with it after that, huh? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's not, not yeah, yeah. get me to the, get me to the bar. Mm, exactly. <laughs> there are easier hikes, <laughs> by the way. No, no, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, well, like I said, we were, yeah, we were going to rock climb, not to hike, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, hey, never, never doing that again. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the port is, um, I, you know, I'm probably going to give you some of my favorites. Dan, which were your favorites? <laughs> all of them. <laughs> the answer is all of them. All of the above. <laughs> mm. If I had to take a top two, I'm probably going with the... Um, That's the one I got. That's really good. I've been yeah, sipping on it the entire with, time, and it's, it's got more flavors that are developing as the hour went on. It was It's fantastic. Yep. Yeah, two, two different ends of the spectrum, but I would definitely go the single estate... Um, old South Georgia rum. And I, I would, this is your guy's staple, right? I mean, this is kind of the, the, the foundation of kind of here's who we are. And then you've got expressions that follow. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, everything is kind of 
the classic is a base of everything they have. Yeah. So yeah, it's in everything. And then, and if I had to go a different, if I had to pick two, I would go for that port, man. I mean, that is like, give me a good, give me a good mild cigar after a big steak dinner. And this is like, I don't need to drink port ever again. (laughs) Yeah. A different port. You mean? Well, I'm just saying, no, I'm saying like this port finished. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that, that's good. Uh, I get, I'll pick a third just because um, I really like that. Um, uh, the one that was finished in the uh, double IPA. Uh, you told me who, who was it again? Terrapin. Yeah. Oh yeah. Terrapin. Terrapin. Yeah. 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 yeah it's solid. Yeah. That's, that's good stuff. How long have they been doing the Terrapin stuff? I'd say three years now, four years. Yeah, I think three years ago was the first time they yeah. actually swapped the barrels. I guess. Yeah. And so they, the first time it came out was probably last year. The first rum expression was last year. But yeah, I'm excited to try. So the, I guess it's the brown ale is the next one, and I would imagine Ooh. it's gonna be a, you know a lot more rich kind of dark, kind of like nutty and yeah. Versus, yeah. Which I, I, I would imagine I didn't have the IPA from Terrapin, but I would imagine that the rum is a lot better than the IPA was. I, like, I, like, I never would imagine that the, like, a rum with kind of like the hoppy grassy flavors, but oh, how would the, how would the rum marry to that? Yeah. Well, and it's actually a double yeah. IPA. So it's even, mm-hmm. so it, it's like, it's not, it's like twice as much. Right. So it's kind of like yeah. that sweetness and I don't know, but think about it. If, if you get that, and we talked about it earlier, kind of that vegetal, like the, like that don't move past the sugar and think more about the earthiness of the cane. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. can see how that could kind of Play together, warm, yeah. warm up to each other. Yeah. I mean, again, it's probably, you know, it's limited batches, right? So I mean, limited uh, production on that. But uh, so speaking, I, I didn't see, and you may not share this, but uh, you may, um, how many barrels are you guys producing down there annually? Roughly. Yes. I know they have a thousand in inventory now around a thousand barrels wow. um and i'm not sure how much they're they're going through a year yeah um probably you know a fourth of that something yeah. somewhere around 250 there. or so yeah, yeah. yeah. Over, really wrong. they've got over a thousand aging in there now so um, gotcha we'll see. I, I guess that's where i was going yeah is it like what's your capacity look like so around a thousand or so right now yeah, yeah. and they're and they're but they're continuing to produce right yeah, for sure yeah. regularly so what's the what's the i mean i think sugarcane if i can remember back in the you know my east tennessee days where there was some sugarcane along on you know along the rivers it's a pretty fast grower. I mean, it's kind of like a reed or bamboo, right? Ish, ish. It's really fast. But what's the production time look like on like from, from seed to harvest? Yeah. So no, no harvest here in about a month or so. November, early December. Yeah. Yeah, Right before the first frost. And I guess as far as like, I think Richland is one of the most Northern places that they actually can grow sugar cane. Mm. Um, Yeah. I mean, and and I guess being that it is just a seasonal grower, right? So it's like I mean you can't just plant so it's all. a one is it a one time a year harvest? One harvest, yeah, one okay. harvest yeah. year. And you harvest, yeah. you know, again like Alan said, just just late November, early December. I think they try to do it right before the first frost, um, and then they'll plant again. They'll plant they'll actually plant the stalks right in the ground, and that's when they'll grow again. And they have they have at least three variations of cane that they've grown and grown on um, Richland Estate and they try to figure out what the best the best way is and, and the best method and the best type of cane and you know yeah. I mean it's it's just as much of a you know agriculture endeavor as it is a 
distillation endeavor. You know. Yeah, I mean that's probably a job in itself because I think sugarcane just by its nature is kind of disruptive to its uh, its natural environment. You know, I mean it's very uh, it's very needy as far as a, a a plant goes, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they, the whole the state is I can't remember how many acres it is, but it's beautiful down there. And it used to be all cotton fields, mm. and it really had to work to actually grow back the land and improve the soil conditions to make a better environment for the sugar cane to actually thrive there. Yeah. So, is there a restaurant at either of the facilities in in either? There's not. I, I was in Brunswick. It's downtown. There are plenty of restaurants in Richmond. Yeah. There's. To be honest, there's not really much except for the distillery. It um, has expanded and expanded. So it's like, I think when we first five years ago, we first started working in Richmond, the actual administrative offices were, were in the barrel house. Right. And, and they've just slowly grown down the block. And just imagine like an old Georgia town. Just yeah, up, right. And, street, right? And, and, and they've... They've gone from the furthest east on Main Street to the furthest west. Well, you said it, it was cotton fields, so the cotton fields went away and everybody else did too. So, right? I mean, everything was just boarded up, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think literally, you know, before I would imagine that the biggest grossing income in that town was speeding tickets, you know? It's like, <laughs> right? and, and now, it's, it's pretty interesting. Alan actually wrote, uh, Alan does a lot of the writing, but he wrote a blog about how much you know revitalization that actually the rum has provided for the town yeah, I mean, nice. it's provided jobs it's provided you know obviously people you know how many thousands of people come there each year so it's really cool kind of revitalizing this i mean it was a lost town you know there like, yeah sure if you go down this road it's like there's nothing and there like, would be nothing yeah and, and they've, they've they've put a lot back into the to you know the town and the community it's really cool yeah, that, that, that's awesome. They can give back to the community like that. I mean, it's really, uh, I mean, that, that's why, I mean, that's kind of there. It's like, so I don't know if you, I know you said you do a lot of writing for the Allen, but uh, you guys manage in their website as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that is, that's awesome. Again, that's uh, richlandrum.com. So go check it out. Uh, one of the really cool things that I don't know, maybe it's out there. I just haven't seen it yet, uh, but you've got the, uh, what is it like? Find your bottle, track oh, your yeah. bottle, whatever oh, yeah. it is. And a lot of people are like secretly, I mean, this bottle's cool because it's like everything's hand, uh, it's either hand stamped or written, but I mean, it's the bottle is unique in itself. It kind of tells me everything about it, but uh, I thought that was a cool little thing. I mean, especially if you're doing like a, like a birthday gift or an anniversary gift, or you're getting something for like somebody that just had a kid or something like that. I mean, that's a really neat feature that I can go and kind of track the bottle and find it. I'm like, I don't know why people aren't catching up with that. And I'm sure it's probably because you guys are in a, uh, you, you've got a controlled enough environment that you can actually do that it's single barrel that you know there's there's some a lot of uniqueness here that allows for that uh that, that activity for sure for yeah sure. yeah and kind of circling back earlier you were talking we we're talking about the farm and the sugarcane yep um and part of that whole single barrel uh bottling the sugarcane itself is it's obviously it's because it's a one-year harvest it's different every year as well just kind of like wine has you know yeah. it's carry water oh sure from year to year um so this year i think it's been a pretty big pretty good growing year and the, the cane is probably 15 feet tall by wow. the time it grows. but some years it'll only be 12 feet tall and when it's had to bite a little bit more it's a different flavor profile just like with wine um so that that also kind of goes into uh what happens to the rum is based on what kind of what, what the sugar cane went through so that's another cool part of the, the single barrel single estate yeah i feel like 
I feel like a lot of people try to like fight difference, you know, fight everything, get a little different, but I think Richland kind of has embraced it, you know, like it's different, you know, and it's grown the right, right way. And like, it can be a little different. Like we, we embrace that. We like that, you know, one barrel may take, you know, taste a little different than another barrel. And I think that's kind of a, from a consumer standpoint, really cool working about a bottle one month and I go to a different store and buy another one and like it has a lot of different tasting notes and it's it's cool and you know, it's like kind of fun to kind of unexplore those and oh, we get yeah we got a friend of the show he calls it all the time it's like single barrel roulette you never you, you know and, and most of the time yeah. you're going to get something that's really good you yeah, just sure. could also get something different but equally good and maybe even better i mean that's kind of the fun part about you know i mean if i'm like hey i'm a jack daniels guy then it's probably you know this is probably not the right place to be listing or getting information because we're, we're, we're explorers and kind of where we go, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm Jack and Coke all the time. You know, that's not really what, what our intent or our mindset is, but, um, no, you've definitely uh, opened my palate up to, uh, you know, I'm embarrassed to say I hadn't tried Richland rum before we connected. Uh, I have tried a lot of rum, uh, been to <laughs> Cuba and, uh, you know, did the whole, went down there to do the rum thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, that's, you know, if you, if you're a Bacardi, uh, <laughs> but uh, another one Bacardi. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is like, if you're a bourbon drinker or a whiskey drinker and you're looking for something that's, um, Different, I would say. I, it's not, you know, I would just frame it up as it's it's a different flavor profile and you're going to get something different on the palate that you wouldn't think of because when you say rum, traditionally speaking, everybody's like, I don't want any whipped cream on my pina colada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and like the, to your point, I mean, we talked about it earlier. Like if you're using this, give me a nice Punta Mess, give me a Campari and let me make a good Negroni. Don't give me, you know, and there's nothing wrong with the Dolans and all that stuff. But I mean, this is actually good stuff that really holds up and kind of, you know, it's you put Campari in anything and you kind of get past it. But that's, I mean, I'm almost drinking rum Negronis more than I'm drinking gin Negronis at this point summertime maybe that's kind of but anyway yeah that, it, great stuff man yeah i think it's absolutely fantastic i think it, it's kind of on your point i think when i first went down there they were like you can tell when someone comes in and take a tour if they're like wearing beach shirts and but if they come in saying like we're big bourbon lovers and we're yeah. gonna try this out they love it Where's the daiquiri machine? <laughs> not to say that you couldn't make a good daiquiri out of this. I just think that that's probably not the intent. But hey, I mean, I'm sure you wouldn't argue if it, hey, if you're listening and you want to spend your money on it, you can make whatever the hell you want to with it. And, and it may be the best daiquiri that you've ever had. It's very true. It's very true. <laughs> Excellent stuff, guys. No, thank you so much for coming on. It was uh, fantastic to hear about the history. And um, I'm with you guys from the, you know, you know, farm to glass. I mean, wow. Very cool. I had not heard of this before. You know, when Cal, you know, told me about it and whatnot, but I'm blown away for sure. Glad to, glad to share the information. I'm well, uh, so, so we got a few things to do. So, uh, let me get this one out of the way. Um, so we have to get around a golf schedule. Number yeah. one, yeah. we'll do that after we'll do that later. We, we've got each other's information. So we'll, we'll get on that one. Anything that you guys have releasing. And I don't know if you can share it. Like I just mentioned, if we could do something with Chateau Alain and talk about like a, 
I would imagine you would call that like a partnership kind of thing. Ish. I think it's great. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't call it. Yeah. 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 But it, well, I guess collaborations may be a better way to put it, but yeah. it's uh, we would love to be, we'd love to get any collaborations, any releases you guys come, you know, have coming out. Feel free to contact us again. We, cool. uh, we would greatly appreciate that. I'm going to jump on that. I think that's a great idea. I'm going to warn you uh, real quick with Cal. Um, if we schedule, Probably about a month or two in advance, he's going to start negotiating strokes. So, just FYI. <laughs> FYI. It's Sunday. Steve and I did a pretty good job negotiating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, as we said, like you told Joe, we don't play much. So, that's a great group. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> Alan's almost you know, 300 through four, and I'm like, okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely getting strokes then. I'm definitely getting I'm getting strokes on that one. I mean, I went to uh, – I went to – well, where do we go? We went to uh, Tobacco Road in Sanford, North Carolina, and good Lord, Martha beat the shit out of me. <laughs> she did all day long. All day long. Teeing hey, off in the hey, same hey, tees all day hey, long, crushed and, them. And, oh, yeah, she didn't play the women's tees. We actually played the mixed tees. Uh, and don't worry, every time she outdrove me, which wasn't many, but it was a few times, she let me know about it. Uh, anyway, hold on, so I've, I've digressed. But, yeah, so we want to get around a golf schedule. Um, hey, you want to drop uh, where people can find you guys, and uh, how, what's the best way to uh, get in contact with you? Yeah, so richlandrum.com. Uh, I think you can kind of get around from there. Uh, we're pretty much, I mean, all of the Atlanta area, uh, most states, I think 15 states. But if you can't find it in your liquor store, just give us a call or an email and we can reach out and make it work. Cool. Or you can contact us at uh, Birdies and Bourbon. There you go. We'll, uh, we, we'll, we'll direct you to the right spot. There you go. Yeah. We're good. We're good at finding booze. Perfect. <laughs> uh, hey, all set guys. We really appreciate it, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. Cheers, and uh, we're looking forward to that round of golf. Cheers. Cheers. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers.